most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee with sunglasses on. Good morning, DJ Emmy. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. And Toronto, what up? Now, yeah, I heard Donnell Rawlins, Ashley Larry in the background about 60 seconds ago. Yeah, he's trying to lay low. He doesn't want to. Oh, he don't want to speak. He don't want to say hi now, huh? I don't know. I don't know. He just went hi now. (laughs) And where are you? I am in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Mm -hmm. You know we're on the radio out here. Yes. Mm Mhm. So yes, I'm in Yellow Springs. What you doing out there in Yellow Springs? Well, you know, Dave Chappelle's been doing these summer camps every weekend, so I'm out here for summer camp. If Dan, I wish Donnell would come over here. I think this is the last one. I know he can explain it better than I can. Donnell, is this there the last? Uh, there we go. Can we? Can we um, what, what, you, what question you ask me? Is this the last Dave Chappelle summer Who's camp? Who's here? Amy, you doing some type of freaky stuff? Why you got the lights out, son? Me? Look at yourself. You see what you look like with them red lights on? Look, I, look, I, look, I look sexy, son. Pause, because I know people will get excited about what I just said. Oh, my goodness, man. What is going on? What are y'all doing out there? That's what, that's well, what we, we asked. Well, at the beginning of the um, pandemic, of course, all, all, all comedy clubs were locked down. Dave Chappelle, being a, a, a person that loves doing stand-up comedy, came up with an idea to be able to do stand-up comedy here, also meet all the social media, um, not social media, uh, social distancing, mandates we found a pavilion that one of his friends owned where they usually just host like weddings and stuff like that trick it out put his logo up there um step the green room up and um it's a huge cornfield when it first started it started with uh when they did the uh recording for the 846 um release that he did on uh youtube through netflix it was 80 people since then we moved up to 500 people we started with like two or three comics really no like big names other than Dave Chappelle. Since then, um, David Letterman has performed. John Stewart's came out twice. Uh, Chris Rock has been here twice. Uh, we have a really, 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 really special guest that's coming in on Saturday. Myself, Mo Amber, uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, Michael Che. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. And in addition to that, July the 3rd, we had a really, really big show where uh, Questlove came out. Common was there. Talib Kweli was there. Who else? Okay. Erica Badu was there. And it's a thing. Angela that Yee was there. Angela Yee was there. But she was lit most of the time. So we did, she was there, but not really, really. <laughs> she was really there, but there. not really there. I got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's been, it's been, um, it's been something. Stop touching. Sorry. It's been something, um, something that's dope. The community has fell in love with it. I'm a nature boy right now. And I'm never going back 
to uh, Hollywood. I went from the streets to the creeks, from the hoods to the woods. I'm canoeing. I'm kayaking. Yeah, I seen you I know doing you. all the, all those uh, those white people sports, man. I seen you canoeing. Yeah. Why I they seen you be uh, white people sports because I don't understand yeah, black people. Where the let's be let's be for real. The indigenous people of the earth were Native Americans and, and black. Can hear me? I'm, oh, we can hear. I'm almost pretty. I'm almost pretty sure that when it came to the kayaking thing and uh, going uh, down it's the river, it's pronounced kayaking. It's pronounced kayaking, Charlie. Thank you. Well, yes. Well, I'm sure. They, I'm sure the indigenous people were doing that first. Don't be like Donnell. Yeah, and but name I mean, all yo, yo, and yo, don't be like Donnell and name all the white people first uh, that came out yo, there. Okay. Come on. Come black on, guys. Matter. Come on. I went to a, exactly. I went to a black. I went to a Black Lives Matter rally here. It was ten black people, and then eight of them last name was Chappelle. So that's just let you know uh, <laughs> how Yellow Springs is. Yeah, I've seen your videos, Donnell. Donnell's the only black person kayaking. He's the only black person on a canoe. He's the only black person doing all types of things. But I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And uh, wish Dave Chappelle a happy birthday from us. All right. Yes, sir. Oh, that all means right. I'm I'm off the show already. Well, oh, we, we got a show. It's only the intro. We just it's oh, the intro. Oh, it's the first okay. break. Goodness gracious. Well, comedian Lunell will be joining us this morning. Comedian Lunell will be joining us. Lunell getting uh, a lot of work nowadays, too. Lunell's uh, been in a lot of a lot of dope dope things mm-hmm. that she can discuss. Yes, and also uh, the officer that we spoke about the other day, his name is Jaquay Williams. He's a North Carolina officer. He was fired. He's the one that spoke about George Floyd, his feelings on it, and then uh, a couple of months later, he was let go. So we're going to talk to him and find out why he was let go, the situation, the problems, and all that. So we're going to talk to him this morning as well. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Uh, We're going to talk about the DNC and what happened last night. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, last night was the last and final night of the Democratic National Convention, and Joe Biden gave his speech where he accepted the nomination. We can and will overcome this season of darkness in America. We'll choose hope over fear. Facts over fiction, fairness over privilege. I'm a proud Democrat, and I'll be proud to carry the banner of our party into the general election. So it's with great honor and humility, I accept this nomination for president of the United States of America. But while I'll be a Democratic candidate, I will be an American president. In addition, he talked about working with Kamala Harris and what they plan to do. One of the most powerful voices we hear in the country today is from our young people. They're speaking to the inequity and injustice that has grown up in America. Economic injustice, racial injustice, environmental injustice, and whether it's the existential threat posed by climate change, the daily fear of being gunned down in school, or the inability to get started in your first job, it will be the work of the next president to restore the promise of America to everyone. And I'm not gonna have to do it alone because I'll have a great vice president at my side, Senator Kamala Harris. That's all I care about. He, he needs to lean on Senator Kamala Harris because that's why I'm voting, not because of him. All right, and another reason a lot of people are voting, he talks about his own turning point and Charlottesville. Will we be the generation that finally wipes out the stain of racism from our national character? I believe we're ready. Just a week ago yesterday, was the third anniversary of the events in Charlottesville. And remember what the president said when asked? He said there were, quote, very fine people, 
on both sides. It was a wake-up call for us as a country, and for me, a call to action. At that moment, I knew I'd have to run, because my father taught us that silence was complicity. Did you play the part of the speech where he wiped his brow and said, holy hot dogs, I got through it without screwing up? I thought that was very powerful. Ah, uh, he didn't say that. I, was, I thought that was a very powerful part of the speech. But, you know, the, but the, the bar was low for Joe Biden because people just wanted him to get through the speech without any gaffes, without, without making any mistakes. And he did. He was solid. But, you know, talk is cheap when it comes to Joe Biden. I want action. He's got to atone for the 86 mandatory minimum sentencing, atone for the 88 crime bill, atone for the 90, I mean, atone for the 88 crack laws, atone for the 94 crime bill. I'm not patting him on the back for, for giving a good speech, but he got well, through it. Donald he was Donald Trump was tweeting last night because, you know, Michael Bloomberg also spoke and Donald Trump tweeted out after the worst debate performance in the history of politics. Michael Bloomberg, commonly known as Mini Mike, is trying to make a comeback by begging the Democrats for relevance. They treated him like a dog and always will. Before politics, he said great things about me in 47 years. Joe did none of the things of which he now speaks. He will never change just words. Isn't I, I, I didn't understand the Bloomberg thing either. Like, if the Dems are the party of the people, how does uh, AOC get 90 seconds to speak? Stacey Abrams, I think, got less than that. But you let uh, Mayor Bloomberg get up there and give this, you know, pretty decent length speech for what? Yes, Why? I saw a lot of people talking about that. <laughs> Why? Why? You're supposed to be the party of the people. Why you put another rich white guy on stage to speak? For longer than you let the, 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 the future, who I don't even call the future, who I call the now of your party, Speak. Didn't make no sense to me. I don't. I don't understand how you explain ninety seconds of AOC, less than that for Stacey Abrams, but let Michael Bloomberg uh, talk that long. Well, I do understand. It's about the money, but whatever. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, Hey, what's up? Hey, what up, Trav? Get it off your What up, hey, Trav? Trav? Hey, Yee. How you doing, Wu? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What's going on, Charlemagne? Peace, sis. How are you? Say hi to I'm Donnell also, Trav. I, I, was just, I was just about to say, tell Donnell last day good morning. I love me a good Good nigga ain't Donnell. I don't have a few oh, nigga in my life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you know, Donnell, don't do that to me. Hey, good morning, Mr. Rollins. Good morning. <laughs> oh, that's all he gets is just a short good morning? <laughs> you know you know how, listen, I know how Donnell's act is fine. But listen, um, I want to talk about Tory Lane's shooting Meg. That little leprechaun shot still my gotta say, You still got to say allegedly. Well, maybe no, you don't. You're a Tory caller. Lane maybe we do. Girl we do. No. Tory Lanez shot my girl Meg. This is what Meg the Stallion said. So okay. Meg said Tory shot her. And that little leprechaun need to go back to Canada. Like, we, you was canceled, Tory. You was canceled. And I can't believe you shot my girl. And we're not going to do that. You got men out here calling her 6'9 because she pointed the finger at who shot her. Do better, men. No, that's 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 ridiculous. Like, that if anybody ridiculous. called any... Because I, I, I never understood why uh, she was being quiet... From the, from the beginning. So, I, I no, that's not snitching at all. If somebody shoots you and you're, you, you're not, Meg Stallion is not active in the street. She's not, not no gangbanger. Really Her and Tori weren't committing no crimes. Like, nope. no. That's stupid. And one more thing. I'm just saying that is idiot. One more thing before I leave. Um, Jay-Z got to stop stepping on Nas 
every time Nas about to drop something, Jay drops something. Relax, Jay. Y'all, y'all got y'all stop. Why do y'all why do y'all let the internet make y'all believe it's these true. stupid ass rumors? No, it's not. Even that list it they put is. out don't make no sense. The Lion, they, they, right. they said Nas came out with an album, and then the Lion King soundtrack came out. What the hell the Lion King soundtrack got to do with Jay-Z? And, Chad, um, just to put it out there, you know, the the reason why they wanted to put that song out with Pharrell, because Pharrell's on the cover of Time, so it's part of that package. Yeah, I, I understand. Let, let my man Nas drop, please, Jay. Oh, please. That, list, that list they put out was so Thank stupid. You, it was like it was like Jay-Z link, uh, Collision Course with Linkin Park came out the same day as the Jay album. Or Jay's Unplugged album came out the same day. The Lion King soundtrack. What the Lion King soundtrack got to do with, with Jay-Z? Just because Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce in her own person. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, good morning, MV. Good morning, Charlemagne. Yeah, how you doing today? What's going on? Get it off your chest. Hey, hey, this is Chili Chill. How y'all feeling? Um, I just want to go on record by saying I got two two quick things. I've been mm-hmm. watching. I'm watching the No Limit uh, Chronicles, catching up on that, and uh, the the Rough Riders joint. And mm-hmm. I gotta go on record by saying Mia X is without a shadow of a doubt the hardest female rapper ever. Not the most popular, not the most record selling, but the as far as having everybody, male and female, going to go grab their al- her album and bumping it in her stereo in her stereos. You know what I'm saying? She's definitely the hardest rapper. You just female realizing that? No, no, I'm not. But I've been having this debate with a lot of people. They want to put pioneers like MC Light and DeBrat, who went platinum the first film. They're all great, but as far as hard, hard, that I'm gonna go bump. I know, I know what you're saying. 13. You know what I'm saying? So, so she's a hardest. The next question I have to say is it, it, it's to DJ uh, Beige. Pay ain't. Pay ain't. Envy. Like, we listen to me and my woman listen to your podcast, and this is coming from uh, uh, nothing but respect. You have a beautiful wife. But my woman, just as we be watching, Gia, she gets flustered when you say some of the things you say. And you just I, might want to guard. Her name is Gia. Image. Her name is Gia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. But just putting the image out there, because naturally when you start talking about certain situations, I subconsciously put the image in my head, and you have a beautiful wife, and you don't want that image floating out there. And, and it, it, it You just said you had a girl. Stop looking image. at my wife like that. But the thing it, with the podcast no, is we're 100% no. honest. No matter what it is, we talk about everything, no, whether no, it's no good, bad, or ugly, and that's what it is. And, no, if, and, if, and if me talking about you know my penis size or, or something like that turns you on, I'm sorry. I'm married, sir. No, 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 it's not about me. My woman told me to tell y'all because okay. it was one conversation that you said about her cleaning herself. And you mm. said, you know what I'm saying? And, and my woman was like, my woman said at first, like, why is he saying that? And then she's seeing your wife's face and your wife was really flustered about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you just might want to guard guard what you say sometimes. That's just me right, get careless with our words. You know what I'm saying? I, I do the same thing. Well, here's the thing. You know what I mean, uh, but I respect we, y'all. I, I'm a con- well, he, he, Here's the thing, my brother. I've Have been working going, with, I've been working with Envy for almost 10 years. Angelie's been working with Envy for almost 10 years. We all get flustered when Envy talks. Yeah, it's just, it's just nobody, something happens. Nobody likes when Envy talks. Yeah, it just, you know, it just happens sometimes. He's the Joe Biden of the Breakfast Club. He's, he's guaranteed to have a gaffe sooner or later. Definitely not the Joe Biden of the Breakfast Club, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't like it. But that's you know that's our podcast. We talk, we, we keep everything 100 percent real. We talk about our relationships, good, bad, and ugly. We don't leave anything on the table. That's just just us. We don't fake it. There's no entanglements. This is what we do. It's true, honest relationship. But thank you. I would hope there's no entanglements. 
Why did you bring up entanglement? Why would there be entanglement? Yeah, I'm flustered. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You let envy talk long enough, you're gonna get Why a gap. Entanglement Why would there be entanglements? <laughs> no, nah, but it, it's just nothing that we we hide. We talk about everything. Like you know, what's that got to do with entanglements? Because they everybody hide looked it. at. Yeah, they hit it. They did hide. No, they did Yes, they did. Nobody they knew about knew the entanglement. Nobody knew about that until you you did an interview with August. We we talk about everything. Everything is honest on our podcast. There's nothing that we hide. Whether we get into an argument, whether we talk about everything, there's nothing that we hide. We talk about everything. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, Lamina Cooper. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. I'm just mad that we um I got paid more on the unemployment checks than I do actually working. But are you yeah. unemployed and getting paid? Yeah. That's unemployment must have stopped. And you back at work. Yeah, it did. Exactly. That's why she complained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think that's crazy, though, that people's unemployment is more than what they make. Right. You got to make, yeah, they got to figure that sa- out. Did you get to save any money or you had to spend it all on bills and rent and stuff like um, that? Uh, see, what happened was I stayed, I stayed a little bit, but I ended up spending it, like, shopping and stuff. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Where you work at? <laughs> uh, Fitness, a gym. Oh, so the gym's back open. Well, where you from? Yeah, Depends where she's from. May 22nd. Where you from? Okay. Uh, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. Did they oh, open the in New, New York? In nope, New York? the gyms are not open in New the York. The gyms are not open in New York City yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, didn't I don't know think that. Jersey either. I think just for private sessions. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. At least you got a job. Since we were talking about that, though, Donnell, do you get paid to be out here since we're at Dave Chappelle Summer Camp? Is it? No. Oh, okay. Just this is purely to... because no no comics are working right now. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of people think that Dave's making a profit, but it's 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 more to produce this. Anything. It's a thing with uh, it's showing the camaraderie through comics, and we know that this is going to. Well, I know personally the things that I'm doing right now is going to give me better opportunities in 2021. But un- nobody's getting. Are you getting unemployment? No, I don't get unemployment. I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Job. Hello, how you doing? My name is Jay. I'm 20 off from Detroit. Okay. Jay. Hey Jay. How are you, Jay? <laughs> right. What's Good morning, up, man? Jay. Get off your chest. All right. Uh, I want to know can I freestyle it though? Yeah, no. let's hear it. You know what? Yes. And you know who's here? Donnell Rawlings is here this morning. So he he's going to tell you if you're good or bad. Go. I'm a spit, too. Oh, boy. All right, babe. It go like this. I said, my heart been turning cold. That's why I got to keep this heat. Mama said, when them lights come on, you better be up off the streets. Every night I pray to God before I lay me down to sleep. If All I right. We can fart on his bars. We can fart on his bars. What? You have no pacing. You're going a little too fast. Fart on his bars, drum. He's just Damn. vibing on feet. Let me go. Go, go. Go. All right, man, look. Chasing that blue check, not on Instagram in real life. Only care about this money. Don't really care about being verified. Walking to my hood, looking in his eyes, I see you terrified. They spread the rumors about me. Got some things I need to clarify. Sticked up since a teen, I let it sing like high school musical. Get out, boy, this work, put him in a box, not talking cubicles. Not talking about my face, looking my like chain. Grizzly, I done load up, ruined his day, fruit off his face, we lit his nose up. Had a young game, jump off the porch, I had to grow up. Got a two-door cooler like butterflies when them doze up. You ain't gonna be nothing, that's what everybody told us. Now look, I'm the ish, I won't bend, break, or fold up. Me and my Glock 20 we both made out of steel. I ain't talking about football, just know I'm running okay. the field. 
to get. You sound like T Grizzly. You sound like T Grizzly a little bit. You're flowing. I don't believe you. What you think? You sound like you sound like you better get that last unemployment check or get at least another stimulus check. It's no career. Yeah, you might you might need to go get a PPP loan, a small business loan, or something. I mean, listen, you know how whack. You're not whack, but you're not like about to make it. Nah, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say stay with it, brother. You, you remind me, yeah, your flow reminds me of T-Biz a little 20, bit. 20. He's 20 years old from Detroit. You don't sound that bad, brother. No, I, I stay with it. Though. I mean, that's real what y'all saying, bro. And I really feel that, but you feel me? Like, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, I'm just a little out of my element. I wouldn't, you feel me? A little hard. No, you can't say you wasn't ready when you, call, when you called up here with no, the intention no, to rap. I ain't, saying, I ain't saying I wasn't ready, you feel me? I'll take all the criticism and all of that junk. Like, I really take that junk to heart. Like, I'm passionate. What's your Instagram page? Let people know so they could go look you up. See if you my, slap uh, My Instagram is uh, J to C underscore. Uh, it was J D A underscore underscore C. And I ain't saying I wasn't ready, you feel me? I'm saying, like, like hard racing a little bit, you feel me? I'm going to keep at it, you feel me? I ain't never going to stop. Stay with it, brother. There you go. Just make sure that in pursuit of your dreams, you're dealing with your reality, too, because you still got to keep the lights on and you still got to keep food on the table. No, I feel you. I'm already knowing. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Have a good weekend. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, E. You know what? Since Trav called up talking about everything that's going to be happening in rumors, let's play a part of Jay-Z and Pharrell's new song, Entrepreneur. And we'll also talk about Nas's new album that's out today and whoever else has music out today. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, and Jay-Z and Pharrell put out a new song called Entrepreneur. That is also part of Pharrell's time cover package, The New American Revolution. So there's interviews with Tyler, the creator, Angela Davis, and other people. And they're talking about issues similar to those that are addressed in the song. Here's part of the song. To you through YouTube's and Hulu's shows with no hues that look like you do. Black Twitter was spent with Jack and Paige. Do you for everyone? Gucci support two fubus. Sipping Cripper Kona, consumer and a owner. Two, we all vertically integrated from the flow up. Do say power, sip ace till I throw up like gang signs. I bang minds for both ya. Serial entrepreneur, we on our own. Stop sitting around waiting for folks to throw you a bone. I like Hov's verse. Every time I hear it, I feel like it's growing on me a little bit, like the whole entire song. I didn't like the song when I first heard it. I liked Hov's verse when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. That's like my third time hearing the record. And it's like, what's that? What, what sample is that, though? That doom, doom, doom. What song is that? It's a popular song. I just can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. It's in, I feel like it's a song that Pharrell produced before. Somebody tweet me yeah, if you know the answer. <laughs> the doom, doom, right. doom. I like the messaging of it, though. Messaging you know, is dope. For, of course. Yes, and you got to watch the video and... Everybody they're shouting out, including Nipsey Hussle, who is definitely an entrepreneur and was always pushing that. So I think it's dope. All right. Now, also for today, Nas has a new album out, King's Disease. It's a 13-track album, executive mm-hmm. produced by Hit Boy. So I know y'all are excited for that, right? And there's a firm I, I am. reunion on there, Full Circle, with AZ, Foxy Brown, and Cormega. I'm intrigued to hear Foxy. Haven't heard Foxy in a long time, but I, I want to hear the whole project. I haven't heard the project. Foxy yet. haven't heard herself in a long time. You stop it. Okay, I'm yeah, you don't you stop. Yeah, you don't even re- 
This guy. I know Rollins is here, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, Angela Yee <laughs> is out uh, yeah, with please, him. Let, with let everybody know that was. So that's Donnell, Donnell Rollins. Rollins who said that. <laughs> that was okay. Donnell Rollins who said that. And by the way, we, <laughs> you know, the first thing you got to do before you come to Dave Chappelle Summer Camp is get tested for coronavirus. Once again, I am coronavirus free. Okay. Got my wristband. Um, yeah, so other songs on there is Till the War is Won featuring Little Dirk. We became numb like pure cane on the tongue. To the pains from economical strains. Diabolical gangs put on our future kings and our future queens. Y'all the strongest ones. May God give strength to women who lost their sons. I give all I have to the wars won. None without our women. I give all I have to the wars won. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I can't wait mm -hmm. to hear it. I mean, I love hearing, uh, 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 that's something I'm into. I like to hear older artists with younger producers. And I want to hear more younger artists with older producers. I think they both bring something out of each other in different ways. So I'm intrigued to hear that. Yeah, I want to hear that. Other guest appearances, Anderson Pack, Charlie Wilson, of course, Hit Boy, uh, Big Sean and Don Tolliver, Brucey e. B, ASAP Ferg, and Fabio Foreign. So that's out now. I mean, I know anything gonna... will be better than that, uh, garbage-ass project uh, Nas and Kanye dropped. I, bl I, I put more blame on uh, Kanye for that than I do Nas, though. All right, and Doja Cat has announced that she has a new song that's called Nas. Listen to this. The song that I, I have coming out is called Nas, but only if you abbreviate it. It's three words. <sighs> What's that about? Yeah, you know Nas mentioned her on the song Ultra Black, and if you need a refresher, here's what he said. We going Ultra Black. Unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat. I'm, no, I, I still don't understand why people are mad about that. I, I swear when everybody was going in on the young lady Doja Cat, they was calling her racist and they had this whole Doja Cat is over thing. That's how you know social media is an illusion. Social media is not real life in no way, shape, or form. Either that or y'all just really not consistent with who y'all say y'all canceling. That's what it is. They're just not consistent. That's, what, that's probably what it is. Other people that have albums out today, Mulatto, Queen of the South. And you just saw her recently also in the Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B video. And you know we're going to be talking about Meg Thee Stallion in the next hour. Also, Vic Mensa, V-Tape, that is out today. Lecrae, Restoration is out today also. And Mariah and Carey, by the way, premiered a new single. She had a Save the Day single out. And she did it during a private Zoom party. It features Lauren Hill, Miss Lauren Hill. And here's that. One day. She has a double-disc archival deep dive. It's called The Rarities, and that's coming out October 2nd. And that's also right after her new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. That comes out September 29th. Okay. And I'm going to assume that Doja Cat's song, the acronym is Negroes Ain't, I would assume. Mm -hmm. I would okay. assume. She didn't say that, but people assume that. Yes, and as for this Mariah Carey song, Save the Day, this came from a 2011 studio session that she had with Jermaine Dupree and Randy Jackson also, and they finished it recently just realizing the lyrics are very fitting for what's happening in the world right now. Okay. All right. That's your new music. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news. When we come back, what are we talking about?
Uh, yes, and let's talk about Steve Bannon and what's going on with him. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting? Well, let's start with former White House advisor Stephen Bannon. He has pleaded not guilty. And the charges are wire fraud and money laundering. Federal prosecutors in New York announced that Bannon and three others were indicted for defrauding donors to a $25 million fundraising campaign. They were supposed to be using those funds to build a wall along the southern border. So he was released on a $5 million bond yesterday afternoon. He has to give up his passport. He can only go to D.C., Maryland, Connecticut for work, and the Eastern and Southern District of New York. Here is what Donald Trump had to say about his former White House advisor. He was involved, likewise, in our campaign and uh, for a small part of the administration very early on. I haven't been dealing with him at all. I know nothing about the project other than I didn't like, when I read about it, I didn't like it. I said, this is for government, this isn't for private people. And it sounded to me like showboating. And I think it's a, a very sad thing for Mr. Bannon. I think it's uh, surprising. When it's all said and done, Donald Trump is going to end up in prison. The only reason he's not in prison now is because he's the president of the United States of America. And that's why he's going to fight like hell to not uh, leave the White House. That's why he's going to fight like hell to steal this election. Well, he's also saying that he's going to send sheriffs and law enforcement to polling places on Election Day. Are Let you the record going to show. Have poll watchers? Are you going to have uh, an ability to monitor to avoid fraud? We're going to have everything. We're going to have sheriffs, and we're going to have law enforcement, and we're going to have hopefully U.S. attorneys, and we're going to have everybody and attorney generals. But it's very hard. I mean, you have some of these states sending them out, like Nevada, where they don't even have to check the signatures, so anybody can sign it. Let the record show. Your uncle Charlotte said that was going to happen. I said those same militarized agents that were in Portland, they're going to be at the polls on November 3rd. That's why I think every black person should wear MAGA merchandise to the polls in November. Get you a MAGA hat if you're black and wear it to the polls in November because we're going to have to confuse these folks in order to vote. I'm trying to tell you that right now. You're going to talk about well, fighting for your right to vote. You're going to have to fight for your right to vote on November 3rd, probably literally. Telling you. Donald Trump has no authority, though, to deploy local law enforcement officials to monitor elections. They could hire off-duty police to work the polls, but he does not have and the authority to send sheriffs and law enforcement. Th those same militarized agents that were in Portland who we didn't know who they were, uh, who they were, they're going to be at them polls November 3rd. Watch. And they were Let's saying don't forget. buy MAGA hats because it supports his campaign. So if you said if you buy MAGA hats, it gives him more money for, for his campaign. So... Don't buy I don't know where you gonna get your I don't know where you gonna get your MAGA merchandise from, but you're gonna have to find you some camouflage to vote on November third, okay? Mm. And I think the proper camouflage is MAGA merchandise. Is everybody here registered to vote? I am. Yes. I know Rawlings is registered, and we also said we were gonna volunteer at the polling stations, right? I think that is a very That's good idea because I think uh, with the coronavirus pandemic, usually when you go to these polls, you see older people working in the polls. They may not feel comfortable coming out on November 3rd. So I think that uh, younger folks idea. should be working the polls on, on November 3rd. Where are you registered, Donnell? California. All right. So you should also volunteer. I will. On that day. We're all volunteers. I said younger, I said younger folks should volunteer, <laughs> Angela Lee. Okay? All right? I am of a certain age. People are like, you shouldn't be out there in public, son. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You of that age. a certain age, they'd be like, you got a, more of a chance of being able to contract, contract that is a fact. COVID-19. Donald's son is out here, uh, Austin, and I asked Austin, how old is your dad? And he said, 21. I said, that's why I love him. I'm raising a liar. <laughs> 
<laughs> My goodness. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, that's your front page news. All right. When we come back, comedian Lunell will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Lunell when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. That's right. Lunell. Comedian Lunell. Good morning. I was trying to um, do some better lighting, look, uh, rig something with a flashlight or something like that. Well, now, why it look like you in a trap house? Well, because technically I am. <laughs> why? No, I'm in the I'm in the office of my sister's house in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, you got shows out there this weekend or something? No, baby, Mama's not back to work yet, honey. It's not quite uh, like that. But I came to see my family. Because I hadn't seen no family in like, you know, I mean, a very long time. And I've been quarantined. I will be going back to work at the end of September, however, just for September, October. Yeah, okay. I see all the comedians floating around making their rounds. I see Dave Chappelle doing his thing in Ohio, and I see other people be at the club. I saw Lil Duval back at the club now. You just don't want to get back out there yet? No, no, no. I have no problem getting back out there. It's just that I'm going to let them boys go first. Uh, and see what happens, you know. See what happens first. Uh, yeah, I'm not the first one to jump in the pool, and I'm not the um, first one to get to the party. So I just let everybody go first after everything looks good and, you know, people are, are, are acclimated to coming back out and the social distancing and all that because I didn't quarantine five months to go to the club and get the Rona. True indeed. You know, Luna, you, the last time I saw you, you um, FaceTimed me from the tub. <laughs> That was by accident, but I do tend to do that quite a bit. Well, why was that by accident? Why were you FaceTiming Charlemagne naked? First of all, I, I don't FaceTime Charlemagne. I don't even know how I ended up calling Charlemagne that day. But, you know, he was he's the lucky one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Charlemagne, did, did y'all hang up or did y'all have a conversation? You told, you, you told me that you got a friend named Charlene or something. Yes, I touched it by accident. Um, no, he didn't hang up with you, Envy. Well, I mean, you're married. So. <laughs> I'm married, so yes. You already had me. I'm married, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are Charlemagne. Oh, well. I don't know. We, we see more of Envy's family than we do of yours, you know. Yeah, so. I, don't be, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really put my family out there like that. I, I don't post my husband, either. Why? What's the reason? Oh, well, my reason is because my husband has a very shady criminal background. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want nobody coming on there. There he is. That fool shot me back in '85. You know, I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to smoke. So you know, um, we just uh, we just keep our private life private. Plus, I don't want to run off the boys. You know, I'm prone to get entangled at any minute, <laughs> and uh, I want to keep my options open in, in case anything happens. Okay, so, I see. So, corona, so corona, coronavirus is very serious. You want to make sure that you don't catch it and bring it back to hubby. Never, never would I ever, even though I did go out on a date the other night. But my husband has always let me be, you know, we, we don't have an open relationship. I mean, I do, but he doesn't. <laughs> you went on a date with who? I went on a date with um, this guy in the Silver Fox Squad. The Silver Fox Squad is these distinguished gentlemen mm -hmm. um, that uh, are modeling troops. And they're all very good looking, very well dressed, and a lot of them have beards and stuff like that. And I become friendly with the guys, you know. So I came to Texas when I'm living in Texas. So we went out. 
So what? Did your husband know about that? Does he know about what? That you went out <laughs> with a silver fox. <laughs> I told you he don't have social media. Wow, so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, it's 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 like this. My husband knows I'm flirty. My husband knows I'm friendly. We know nobody's kissing nobody right now, so that ain't happening. And ain't nobody kissing. And ain't nobody smashing. And I'm, I'm a dinner whore. I'd go out with Charles Manson if he wanted to take me out to dinner. So you know, <laughs> it's no it's no big deal. I still come home. Oh, okay. So you ain't put you ain't put none of that whap on the silver fox. No, I, hey, I, I, I don't have just the wop. I got the wop, bobaloo, bop, blop, blam, boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to ruin these guys' lives. I keep my, I keep all the, all the wop at home. Now, I seen early on during the pandemic, uh, you were taking it very serious as far as marching and getting out there and really spreading the word what's going on with these young brothers. Why did you find it so, you know, so like you had to do it? Because you were very, very serious, like extremely. Thank you for noticing, Envy. Well, first of all, let's be clear. I don't march. I protest. I don't walk up and down in the streets and get ran over in stampedes and stuff like that. If you're having a rally in one place, mm -hmm. I'll go there. And um, what happened, what I was started was um, after my Aubrey's murder, I mm -hmm. lost it. I, I just lost it as a mother, as a black woman. You know, and I went on my Instagram and I just was like, what are we going to do? This is just, it's at epidemic proportion. Now, this is a pandemic as well. This is an epidemic. And black murders of our men and women is like, what are we going to do? We're just going to keep putting emojis and scrolling to the next thing. What are we going to do? And Chaka Khan heard me and felt me and actually reached out to me. So on Mother's Day, Chaka Khan and myself and a few others, um, we sort of had a little rally in the park for mothers who had lost their children to gun violence and stuff like this, whether it be the police or any other type of gun violence. And then after that, I was like, well, I can't just let this be all I do. People would think it's just for photo ops and just to be out there with Chaka. I want to do more. And as time went on and George Floyd and everything, uh, I wanted to go where I would be comfortable. I knew I didn't want to go do a, one of those dead ends where you lay down in the street. I didn't want to, you know, march. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, I, I just don't do that. But they had a rally at the Laugh Factory. They have several mm -hmm. uh, in Hollywood, which is like my home, you know, for any comedian, even across the country, the Laugh Factory in Hollywood is 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 a, a meeting place for you know like-minded people so when they had the rally and they closed off two blocks of prime real estate on sunset i said okay this is where i can go this is where i can go and i'll be safe and i'll be comfortable and then i had to stop envy because i felt like i really wasn't helping i was just venting because for the first time we had throngs of white people eager to listen to what we had to say. That's mm -hmm. never happened before. We had sea of white people in Hollywood listening to black person after black person after black person, and that's never happened before. And they were eager to listen, and we were eager to talk, because as you know, we have life pent up anxiety about this. We didn't just start getting upset about this this year or last year or with Rodney King or before that. It's almost like you're born black with PTSD about murder. 
So, you know, we just had to get a lot off of our chest. It was therapeutic for us, and it was good for them as well. All right, we got more with Comedian Lunell. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Comedian Lunell. Charlemagne? How's your money uh, being at the comedy clubs? You know, you're not in the comedy clubs right now. I see you doing a lot of YouTube stuff. You doing that for the money or just because it's an outlet to, to, to get your voice out there? Yeah, because you, you just shot two movies, right? You just shot uh, uh, Coming to America. You were in that. Yes. And then shot another one, right? Do, do Little 2? Do Little 2? Shame on your light skin behind. I know, I know. You hear him talk about Do Little, Do Do Little. Oh, my God. See? Yeah, I shot those back to back. That was amazing. Dolomite is on Netflix right now. Coming to America comes out December 18th, if all goes well. How Eddie started with you so hard? Because y'all did Dolomite and Coming to America. Y'all shot that in the same year, right? Well, see, now you're getting in my business, Charlemagne. But what, I will, <laughs> but, but what I will tell you is that Eddie and I were no strangers, which is what's the blessing that I didn't geek out when we did Dolomite. You know, Eddie and I already knew each other. We have been in premieres together. I was very good friends with Charlie, West in peace. Um, Charlie and I have made movies together, done things together. Uh, so we take them pictures together. So Eddie and I already knew each other. But I don't think, you know, Eddie may have been the decisive one, but it was really Craig Brewer, the director. I had an audition just like anybody else, but I got seven callbacks for Dolomite. And they did a regular old school screen test, you know, like they did back in the day, where they put you in the outfit, put you in the way. Well, because I had auditioned so many times for Craig and had a good rapport with him, he knew what I could do. So he threw me in coming to America and I didn't have to audition for that, which the, the moral of that story is, don't be a dick. Right. Okay? That's right. That's the moral of that story. Be somebody that people want to work with. Be right. somebody that when they see your name on the call sheet, people get excited. Now, Luna, how do you stay so relevant with everybody? I mean, the young people love you. It doesn't matter what age group or what color you are. They love Lunell and you stay relevant. You, you stay on the road. You stay doing shows. You stay in the clubs when you need to be. You stay on television. And you don't see that with a lot of comedians, but I see that with you. How do you stay relevant in, in so long? Well, first of all, I'm a little distracted about you talking to me with this screwdriver in your hand. Are you trying to send me a subliminal message? <laughs> What's up with that, baby? <laughs> Is that a screwdriver in your hand? Are you, are you just me? glad to see me? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> um, well, I think I stay relevant because I have a 24-year-old daughter who mm -hmm. keeps me up on what's going on with, you know, Meg and Cardi and this and that. You know, I just, uh, I just like, I like young folk. They inspire me mm -hmm. and they, you know, they get on my nerves because their mouth is slick. But they, 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 they're, they're, they're a whole different breed, you know, like you won't find 70% of the kids that are graduating college or not right now are not going to get a job and work for somebody 20 years, get a watch and sit down and be quiet. These kids are starting businesses. These kids don't want to work for nobody. And I've talked a lot of trash about these young folks. I've talked about the young comics. I've talked about kids, but I've had to eat my words because they are really, really doing it. And they uh, may very well be the ones that will help get this uh, terrorist out of the White House. I don't know. I hope so. What do you think about Senator Kamala Harris? Well, uh, there's a lot of things to think about her. 
you know. Um, I'm I'm proud that she's there, whether mm-hmm. she was black or whether she was white. I'm proud she's a woman and that she's going to um, hopefully become the vice president. I think the fact that, you know, everybody's on her because she got this white man is a viable uh, thing to think about. But I think if she really puts her job and her um, passion first, uh, that, that 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 shouldn't matter. I know that she didn't put a lot of brothers in jail. There's a lot of people that feel a certain way. But then again, that's her job. I, I'm hoping that, a, a, you know, a sister in the White House, um, you know, she's a very viable force to debate with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She really is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care how straight her hair is. I don't care how white her husband is. That slick mouth and that sharp mind, that's a black woman in there. And she, um, I think, could get the job done because Biden is definitely going to need some help. You know, he's the lesser of two evils. He's not without fault either. However, I think that he has seen what kind of smoke he can catch from watching his predecessor. And I don't think he wants it. I think that they really would get in there and try to do the right thing. And we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, until more of us start running for president, these are the kind of choices that we have. Why is it a a concern for her to have a white husband? Why do you think? Well, it would be the same way if the vice president nominee was a black man with a white wife. I think that right now, for some interracial couples, it might be awkward at the crib, you know, because you may be in love with this man and this man may be in love with you, the person of an opposite color. Mm -hmm. But until you really get into stuff like this, you may have just been in love and not known really whether your mate was in love with the culture or not. It's just like with the, these memes. These memes have been vicious. Don't open your mouth to white to black penis if you want to open your mouth to black culture. You know what I'm saying? And black mm-hmm. problems and stuff. We can't just have you. You can't just love one person if you love a black person. You need to love the culture. And some people really didn't know what the stance with their mate was until now. You know, so I think that's why there's a concern. I know interracial couples in my family, uh, the white person in the family wanted to vote for Trump and the black person in that that couple wanted to vote for Biden. So now you have this weird vibe going on. Um, So I think that's why there's a concern, but it ain't nothing you can do about it. You know, um, they are married, they've been married, or maybe they will be married. Um, interracial couple in the White House might be something that needs to be visually seen, you know. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a concern, but it can't be a reason, you know what I mean? Aren't you in an interracial relationship now? No, who, what kind of interracial relationship do you think I'm in? Well, you, your husband ain't black, is he? My husband is black and dangerous. I've seen him before. Oh, no, we, no. We, we, we come in all shades, though. No, I no. My husband is about your complexion, Charlemagne, and he is uh, very, very, oh, very. Then I saw what? you cheating me. Well, I mean, you might have seen me out with anybody. I date Latinos. I go out with a little Dominican out there in the Bronx. I mean, you know. I, the dude I seen you with was had had white. Not he wasn't. He had like white skin, and he had his hair slicked back in a ponytail. You ain't seen me with no white boy with a yes, ponytail. Yes, I did. 
Well, or he must have been a fashion designer or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more with comedian Lunell. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian Lunell. Charlemagne. Now, Lunell, let's go back to us talking about Senator Harris. When you talk about her being a prosecutor, when you black, right? We don't like police officers and we don't like prosecutors. So there's never a, a good way to do your job as a black prosecutor unless right. you're not locking nobody up. Right. I mean, but that's her job, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I think she, you know, handed out some sentences that were too long, you know. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about the vice presidency and we got her to want, do one thing at a time. We tend to go off on these tangents and get sidetracked by stuff. If we can just do this and we get them in there, then we can work on if we if we have the power to get them in there, we have the power to change some other stuff too. Absolutely. You know? Let's yeah. just take one damn thing at a time. Hell, maybe in her husband or maybe her and her husband will break up during her term in the White House. Maybe she'll get with fifty. He always looking for a come up, so <laughs> you think fifty always looking for a come up? I mean, you know, Fiji likes to get around. I wouldn't, hey, uh, Kamala ain't um, exempt from falling prey to 50 Cent. I mean, I've been in his, <laughs> I, I've been in his aura before. He can get it. You know what I'm saying? You, you know you try to highlight 50 before? No, we, 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 we know each other, you know? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> all right, uh, Hey, 50, see you on Ghost Book 2. Oh, you ain't you on Ghost Book too? Watch it and see. Go wow. ahead, Lunell. Lunell, you ain't playing when it comes to that TV and them films now. Not at all. I love it though. I love to see. You know what you remind me of? It reminds me of um like like the, like the Bernie Macs of the world. Cause like Bernie Mac kind of he really really blew up as he got older. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I do feel very much like Bernie because while you see me in every in a lot of movies, a lot of television shows, you haven't seen me with my own. And I do believe that there's, you know, a reason for that because um, I do have a bit of a reputation as not taking no BS. And it's so much easier to get a young, hungry artist, give them a show, go ahead, you know, everybody who gets in the business gets that lousy contract at first, and then they learn, and they go, well, see, I'm not, I'm not getting the lousy contract at first. I will go over that thing with me and my people, my black team. Uh, with the fine tooth comb, I want my coin, I want my points, I want this, that, and the other, I want my credit, and it's so much easier to deal with somebody who's not coming in saying, look, I know how this goes, and I want this. It's just easier. But I think, you know, if God sees fit, I will have a show of my own at some point, because the only reason black women have not worked well in late night is because they have been picking the wrong black women. True. I'm made for that. I'm, I'm made for late night TV. I can't even think who was it was Monique and who else I can't think of what other black Robin Thede and um, you remember Robin Thede? Yeah, I remember Robin. She had the BET show. I do. I mean, I know Robin. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I I, I know of her. You know, but everybody don't. So how did you have a whole national television show and nobody still knows who you are? See, it's me. I'm the one. I was made for late night. I was born for this. I don't sleep no way. And at some point, you know, it may happen to me. I just hope that you know. I don't. I don't want it to be ten years from now. You know, I would. But but you can't rush. You know, God's plan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's going to come when it comes. And if it don't, I'll still be out here on YouTube. I'll still be going live from the bathtub. I'll still be getting entangled. I'll still be married, and I'll still be a boss on that stage. I would love to see, like, a new version of kind of like Golden Girls, right? But but with black women. But not a lot that. A lot no. of people say that. A lot of people say that. And I would love to see you, Miss Pat, some more, and Adele Given. That would be um, dope. I would rather see me, Miss Laura Hayes, mm-hmm. Adele Givens, and uh, maybe Flame. <laughs> Flame. Flame ain't old enough. How old do you think I am? You better shut your mouth. Don't you? But <laughs> <laughs> now you over 60. How old do you think Flame is, child? Flame in his like late 40s. I know. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, you not, girl, you I'm going to have to get some of that makeup Flame's wearing apparently too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love Flame. Flame funny as a yeah, I know, but Flame been around for a long time and nobody would with Flame though. For a long time. You didn't know what you were gonna get. You you know, you didn't know what people were gonna say. This goes for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. until Tiffany brought Flame is no new new person to the game. Flame mm-hmm. been out here, we've been working with Flame. I've been working with Flame for twenty five years, wow. you know, all over the country. And Flame has struggled because there was a time where, you know, a trans person or, a, you know, drag queen or whatever you want to call them was not going to be accepted in the comedy club with a DL or with a Cedric or stuff like that. They just weren't. But times, they are a-changing. And if you quit looking to see if you said print and listen to what Flame got to say, you will lash your ass off and learn something, you know? And now people through this Breakfast Club really helped and Tiffany giving Flame a platform. And now the, the game has changed, you know? Nah, I f- flame. Funny is funny. I don't care what you are. I don't care exactly. what you, what you yeah, are. Yeah, you saying that now, but 10 years ago, people cared. 10 yeah. years ago, you're like, you're going to go see that, you know, whatever derogatory name they would say. People wouldn't say out loud. Brothers wouldn't say, I'm going to see Flame Monroe. They wouldn't say it 10 yeah. years ago. But now they will, and Flame got something for that ass, too, if you go see it. And what's crazy is comedians won't go see him back in the day, but back in the day, they would sleep with with, with, with him, or uh, one, uh, or, 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 or a transgender. Or trans- Down in the valley where the girls get naked, if you throw them down, we're gonna shake it. One, two, break it. Three, four, break it. You see, yeah, that's called thug, honey. I've been knowing about them for 40 years. The brothers in the back of the bus selling weed would get out at this particular bus stop in Oakland and go in this bookstore. And they wasn't going in to buy a book, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Lunell is crazy. Lunell. Lunell. Thank you for us. We love you, Lunell. Always a pleasure talking to you, Lunell. I'm so glad to see you guys. I'm so glad that we've got this little relationship. And hey, hey wax don't work or don't hang out. Well, there's no place to hang out no more. Yeah, way, that's right? my brother. That's my brother for over 20 years. That's that's my family. He, he, he in love now, Lunell. Yeah, he in love. Yeah, he, he, got, a baby, love. he got a baby on the way. He in love. Yeah, yeah he got another baby well, on listen, the way. Listen, oh, see, well, that changes things. I don't care about the love because what's love got to do? Got to do with it. Hell, I'm in love, you know, but he got a baby, so I'm gonna go ahead on and back off. That's okay, girl. Your your family is safe, girl. <laughs> she, her name Carla. Carla like to fight too. I'm not a fighter. I'm a shooter. You want to go there? There you go. <laughs> she, she from Florida. She got guns too, but we ain't doing oh, look, that. Look, no, don't do that, Charlamagne. Don't, don't, don't bring a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> We're not even Carla. Don't listen to these boys. They trying to start some mess.
But I did bend over in front of your man, and he did take a whiff, and you know it because you saw it. But it's okay. We put our love on hold. I hope everything worked out just fine. Well, Lunell, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. All right, Lunell. Thank you. Can y'all follow me on Instagram? Follow me on Instagram, at Lunell, at L-U-E-N-E-L-L. And there's a link in my bio that takes you to my YouTube show. Hey, Lunell, it's very entertaining. God bless everybody, and thank Thank you so much for the time. Bye, Envy. Bye, Charlemagne. Bye. Bye. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, it looks like Nick Cannon and Viacom may be potentially working things out. Now, Chris McCarthy, who's the president of entertainment and youth brands at Viacom CBS, says that he does commend Cannon on the journey that he's taking to try and right his wrongs. He said, I struggle with the fact that Nick, a longtime partner and friend of ours, is on this journey and we're not part of that journey. And so he said the door is wide open for a reunion. He said, I'm hopeful we find a way to bring these two things together. And hopefully we will have the opportunity to do that with Nick again. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, listen, that's what life should be about, right? Life should be about uh, if you make a mistake and you go out there and you you acknowledge that mistake and you atone for that mistake and you learn from that mistake, there should be some type of um, reconciliation culture, right? Some type of forgiveness. so. All right, let's move on. And speaking about apologizing for things, Netflix has apologized for the Cuties poster that was criticized for sexualizing children. Now, did y'all see this poster? It's about Amy, an 11-year-old girl who joins a group of dancers named the Cuties at school and rapidly grows aware of her femininity. And that upsets her mother and her values. And it does look, you know, these are young girls. You don't want to have them half-dressed in positions like slut. So they did pull that. I didn't see it. Yeah, I was confused. I, is, what what is the show about? I thought the sh- is the show. I thought it was about the show was about girls dancing. I thought it was more for kids. Maybe I was wrong. I think it was just the artwork. There's nothing wrong with the show. It was uh, the artwork that artwork. they put out. Okay. It was a, it was yeah. I don't know anything about the show. I was just asking. Mm-hmm. All right, and Gunna has announced a major lifestyle overhaul. He is uh, posted. I'm about to start a mind, body, and soul cleansing. No drugs, no sex, no media. I'm, I'm with not it. mad at that. You got to okay. do that sometimes. Yeah. You got to disconnect. You got to disconnect, mm-hmm. press reset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get 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 focused. Take your shoes off. Walk around barefoot in your backyard. Go hug a tree. Get in tune with some things that you should really be getting in tune with. That's all. A lot of that's that stuff what's is happening blocking. out here. <laughs> and it's so funny, silly, because that's how I feel. I've been out in Yellow Spring. I think I've been here for like two months. Dave Chappelle created, and I said this earlier, but created this uh, a bubble, if you want, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And we've had shows like three. We've we've been doing like four shows a week. It started off with um like an audience of eighty people. Is up to like four or five hundred people. We've had some of the biggest names um, in comedy come through. David Letterman uh, came. John Stewart came once. Felt so good he came back again. Tiffany Haddish has been here. Uh, Michelle Wolf has been here. Chris Rock has been here. It's been incredible. And as much as people are building it as the greatest show in the world right now, but more importantly, and that's what I wanted to say about what we're doing. It's the safest show. We post, I've been posting a lot of pictures on my Instagram. It's been, and it's been kind of going kind of viral. And when people, we're we're in a state right now where people, when you're, when you're having fun and you don't have a mask on, the first thing people say is that you're being irresponsible. But just, I want to be clear that everybody, if you ever seen anybody in the photo, the first thing you have to do when you come in is get tested. um, The process 
It's the same process as at the White House, the same machine they use at the White House. And then you get in your test, right? Man, what the hell are yeah. you talking about? I thought you we were talking uh, about He nature. went all over the place. Uh, he went all over the place. You were talking yeah, about that. Just I'm, doing, I'm doing my test today. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, what I'm, I'm saying is... My daughter is, has to take the test to go to uh, college, so she's scared to take it, so I told her I would take it with her. It's not that bad. But the point I was making, uh, Charlemagne, was that we're out here to perform, but getting in tune with nature, getting in tune with yourself. And what I found out about being in Yellow Springs, really small town in Ohio, is that you 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 realize that like the things that are really, really important in life. We've been out here kayaking. Black people don't kayak. We've been out here canoeing, going on nature runs. I didn't eat like fifty pounds of trail mix. And um it's just been a it's been a dope experience. Dave Chappelle, uh, he he hosts the show. It's out in the cornfield. What the hell are we doing? Hey, what, Don, t- round of applause for Donnell Rollins. Hey, what the hell are we Donnell? doing? <laughs> I thought we were talking about hugging Yay. trees. Yay. Well, I peed, I peed on this. By the way, this is why we don't be nice to Donnell. We sitting there trying no, to be that's nice not to why Donnell, Donnell and been let Donnell speak. And Donnell ain't saying nothing. I was trying to say to follow up with you said is we're out here, and I think that people need to get in <laughs> touch with nature. And that's, that's all you had to say. Donnell could have said that five to... minutes ago. I wanted to. Do I, do I talk to you about your whack donkeys of the day, son? <laughs> I'm about to well, do a long no, one right now. Well, like donkey the is up next, Charlemagne. I, matter of fact, segue. <laughs> I, need, segue, I Donnell. need Donnell to participate, okay? I want. Matter of fact, I want Envy to participate, too, because we have, we have to have a quick little... Uh, Black men meeting, so all the black men in the room need to um, come together real quick. Let's have a conversation about black Tory people Lanez. need more nature. That's what I'm trying to say. Black people need more nature. You still talking down there? We you, t- you just okay, figured okay. out what to say. <laughs> Go ride a bike, Envy. Go ride a bike, Envy. <laughs> <laughs> With them cute pants. That's that's Whoa. only when you went bike ride so you could get Whoa. those cute pants. Whoa. Not cute, but I'm saying Whoa. you know. No, you said what you Whoa. said. You said what you said. I'm done. You said what you said. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> Charlemagne and Dramos, mad you call my pants cute right now. All right, donkey the Yo, day's up next. Sh- Who are you giving your donkey to, Charlemagne? You going to tease or that's all it is? I we need a black man. Okay, Tory we'll Lane. get into it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw, okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day for Friday, August 21st, goes to Daystar Peterson, known to the planet as Tory Lanez. Um, Last night, Megan Thee Stallion identified Tory Lanez as the alleged trigger man in last month's shooting incident that left Megan shot in the feet. Let's go to Megan's IG Live and hear what she had to say. Yes, this Tory shot me. And you got your publicists and your people going to these blogs, lying and I tried to keep the situation off the internet, but you dragging it. Motherfuckers talking about I hit this I never hit you. Motherfuckers was like, oh, she mad because he's trying to Kylie. No, I wasn't. <sighs> Tori, uh, number one, you getting donkey today because you shot a woman. I mean, some donkey today just sell themselves. That's just, that's number one. Uh, that sounds so insane to say. Tory Lane shot Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, Jesus Christ. Number two, this woman Megan Thee Stallion didn't want to say anything. Uh, she was trying to save you, and you allegedly had your people calling blogs trying to make it look like you were the victim, like saying things like she hit you first. Well, like my brother, there is nothing you or your people could tell anyone that would justify why 
you are the alleged shooter of Megan Thee Stallion. There's nothing you could say that no logical human being with great comprehension skills could understand. There's nothing you could tell me Megan said. There's nothing you could tell me Megan did to justify why you shot her. If I'm being totally honest, I don't even really know what to say about any of this. I truly, truly don't understand like I used to. I can't comprehend in my mind why a man who has a career, who has things going for him, who is an actual celebrity, would shoot a woman who is arguably the hottest rapper in the game right now. Now, let's be clear. I don't understand violence against women, period, especially this level of violence. But Tory Lanez, you a whole star out here, bro. Like, why? Like, why did your brain take you there? Was it cocaine? Or some other type of drug? Were you extremely drunk? Do you have extreme anger management issues? Like, what emotional trauma are you dealing with that you can't control your emotions so much that you were driven to shoot her? Is your ego that fragile? Like, I'm just confused. I just don't understand how something like this happens. Now, Megan gave details of what happens. Let's discuss. It's only four motherfuckers in the car. Me, you, my homegirl, and your security. Everybody in the car arguing. I'm in the front seat. This in the back seat. I get out the car. I'm done arguing. I don't want to argue no more. I get out. I'm walking away. This from out the back seat of the car starts shooting me. There's a witness because the, the neighbors called the police. This did not happen at Kylie house. This happened damn near back at the house I was staying at. I was just trying to get home. We was five minutes away from my spot. The police come. I'm scared. All this going on with the police. Soon as the police tell us, I'll get out the mother car, the police is really aggressive. You think I'm about to tell the police that we, us black people, got a gun in the car? I get to the mother in hospital, the police bitch being so rude to me. Well, what, you know, what's going on? Like, da 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 da. You're being detained, da da da. I'm, ma'am, I'm being detained, I'm leaking. But I'm still not saying what happened. The police finally let me go. I ain't go to jail. Them three motherfuckers went to jail. That's very heartbreaking. Uh, ladies, don't save these guys. They don't want to be saved, okay? Nobody can save anyone. We all have to walk our own walks and go on our own journeys of healing. Whatever work we need to do on ourselves, nobody can do it for us. You can't save nobody. We must save ourselves. And, Megan, I'm not going to question your decision uh, to protect Tory Lanes, but I'm telling you right now, you are not obligated to do that. No woman is. You know why? Because you can't heal what you don't reveal. You will never properly heal if you just don't, Live your truth, okay? We don't do each other any favors when we protect folks from dealing with the consequences of their own foul behavior. Now, I'm a let go and let God deal with it type of person, my damn self, but I'm also a let's file the police report and let the law handle it too. But America, think about that, okay? All you mainstream publications, all you mainstream websites, all you mainstream TV shows who may write about this story, report this story, please don't forget to report about the fact that a black woman is scared to call the police, scared to call the people who are supposed to protect and serve her in a situation like this because she's afraid she could end up being a victim because of the color of her skin. Think about that. I'm an empath, so when I tell you I can feel every bit of Megan's trauma, you just got shot by someone you thought was a friend, a black man. Uh, and I always say a black man, a man, period. Our only job is to protect and provide our women. So as a woman, you should feel protected around men in your circle. But that guy, Tori, made Megan a victim, allegedly. Now she's too afraid to call the cops and tell the cops the truth because the American so-called justice system is so broken, she feels like she could end up getting victimized again because of the color of her skin. She's right. 
Okay? She felt naked out here, no protection. Who's she supposed to call? Ghostbusters? Like, what do you do in a situation like this? Okay? My brothers, when these sisters come to us and tell us how unprotected they feel, we can't sit here and act like we don't understand. Okay? Let's hear more from Megan. Here she explains in more detail why she protected him. If you really want to tell the motherfucking truth, I've tried to save this Even though he shot me, I tried to spare him. And y'all motherfuckers is not sparing me. That's crazy. I go through so much on a daily basis anyway. And I, I'm trying to save this. And y'all on the internet talking about, oh, bitch, you ain't get shot. We do this. Oh, free tour. That not in jail. He not in jail because I didn't tell the laws what happened as soon as it happened. And I should have. Ask that why he not saying nothing. What the fuck he gonna get on here and say? Y'all shot her. Why? Tell him why you shot me. No reason. Now, this will be used as an example to reinforce uh, a lot of false narratives. This situation we shall hear over and over again how black men don't protect uh, black women and how Megan still tried to protect Tori and Tori was still victimizing her by sending the stories to blogs. All of that is true, you know, but what I refuse to feed into is the narrative that black men don't protect black women. Nope, situations like this shouldn't have us arguing and debating and social media fighting. No, this situation is an opportunity for all of us to learn and do better. Because let's be clear, whatever Tory Lane's on, don't put that on all black men, okay? Not to mention that Negro is Canadian, okay? Don't put what he's on on all black uh, men. All right, I can't speak for Tory because he's way younger than me and I'm not weighing mistakes here because I've made my own. All right, I'm not weighing sins here because I sinned myself and I've sinned before. But at my worst, I wasn't shooting women. But the point I'm making, some of us haven't done the work yet. Some of us aren't doing the work. We haven't gotten to the point in life where we are dealing with our own trauma. But boy, let this situation serve as an example that if you don't deal with your trauma, eventually your trauma will deal with you. I don't know what's wrong with Tory Lanez. I have no clue what his demons are. I have no clue what he's battling. But he's clearly battling something. And whatever hurt he's dealing with caused him to hurt me. Allegedly. And that's not an excuse, a justification, because he has to deal with all the consequences of his actions, whether that's jail, uh, whether that's a loss of his career, which is probably all going to happen because I see no path to victory as far as the industry is concerned for Tory Lanez. But that's not what's important anyway, okay? That shouldn't even be a concern. He got to hold that. He got to deal with the energy he created in his life. So Tory isn't even the story. The story here for me is trauma. Okay, and us men being better examples for other men in dealing with our trauma so we don't hurt other people. Because even though Tori is not a reflection of all brothers, when situations like this happen, the rest of us have to pick up the slack in a real way. We have to show that Tory Lanez is a glitch in the matrix. I don't like when black women say we don't protect him. It really drives me crazy. Okay, we have to go above and beyond in regards to protecting our sisters so we can show situations like this are the exception, not the rule. This conversation shall continue. Okay. This isn't over. Uh, I just needed to express how I'm feeling today. That's what my therapist always tells me to do. Feel my feels. So, uh, I hope you felt my feels too. Please, please, please let Remy Ma give Tory Lanez the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? And FYI, Megan Thee Stallion is not a, a snitch, okay? No. She's a taxpaying civilian who was victimized, and she should not have to protect the person who victimized her. Anyone who thinks this is snitching just simply doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. That's it. Bottom line, point blank, period. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm.
Now, when we come back, Jaque Williams will be joining us. We talked about him uh, a couple of days ago. He's the officer out in North Carolina that uh, spoke about George Floyd and recently got let go. So we're going to talk oh, to him. Oh, yes. And we're going to, we're going to, not only are we going to talk to Jaque and hear his story, we're going to help Jaque. Mm-hmm. We're going to help Jaque. Jaque needs our help, people. So That's right. All hands on deck. That's right. So we'll talk to him when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, a police officer that was recently fired and let go. Um, we talked about his story the other morning on The Breakfast Club and asked to you know, speak to him so he can talk about what's going should, on. Jaque Williams. We should, yeah, Jaque, we should, we, we should play Jaque's video right Right. now so people have it fresh in their memory of who we're talking to. Okay, let's play it right now. I am disgusted with the things that happened in Minneapolis. Pure, plain, blank. Things could have went way different. At the end of the day, let's talk facts. Guy is on the ground. He's laying on his stomach. He have handcuffs on. It's four of y'all, one of him. Four of y'all, one of him. Who has control of this situation? Officers, other officers, if you're going to be an officer that's going to stand there and not help, and not help when things go wrong, come on. Like, you don't see that? That's the reason I got behind his badge, right? Because I want them officers that's afraid to step up, I want to be the one to step up. If I see wrong happening, wrong is not happening in my presence, right? I'm going to check it. And that's period. Now, good morning, bro. Good morning, King. What's going on, King? What's going on? Well, listen, man, I want to give you a round of applause first and foremost, man, because, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody always has these discussions about good cops and bad cops and, you know, there are good cops. Why do the good cops remain silent? And I got to salute you and give you a round of applause for not staying silent first and foremost, okay? So salute to you, King, for that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. What what made you speak out initially? I was, at the time, a little backstory about it. At the time, I was was on TikTok for about, like, a month at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And my following, like, shot through the roof. I was doing, like, little humor videos that you see the police officers do or whatnot, little voiceovers. You know, with the humanized, the badge tag uh, and stuff like that. And um, towards the end of that month, the George Floyd thing happened. Right. And I've always been torn in between of what in between what's going on with our community and mm-hmm. with the job. In a sense, like sometimes I used to think, like, guys, this job really for me. Like, I need to be on the opposite side with my people. But then I had people tell me, like, you want the inside. We need you on the inside, so you can, you know, so you can be a role model from the inside. So what happened was the George Floyd thing happened. Everybody was talking to me about it, messaging me, and I was like, "Forget it. I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my view on it. You know, like my point." And I was in my patrol car. I just turned the camera on, and then it just you know it just came out. I didn't know it was going to do what it did, but I knew I was going to reach certain people because I was like, "Well, I got this platform now." It was like I grew like fifty thousand followers on TikTok in like one month, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna use this platform and." I'm going to speak about stuff and it's going to be different because it's going to be coming from a black guy with a badge. So I put it out there and then that was that. The Greensboro PD. Yeah. Fired you. Yeah. Did they fire you over that video? Cause they're saying they did it, which was yes. it? okay. So the video, they didn't fire me over the George video over the George Floyd video per se. The video only brought light to what was going on. Here's the backstory, right? On TikTok for a month, I'm posting up the humor videos and stuff like that. And then the George Floyd thing happened. I post up the George Floyd video, right? It goes crazy. I get called to internal affairs. Internal mm-hmm. affairs bring me upstairs. They telling me, 
look, don't post in your uniform. Mind you, I've been posting for a month, but I guess now that I was in front of everybody and people were talking, they were like, don't post in your uniform, take the videos down. So, and we're opening an uh, investigation into your social media, right? So I was like, okay. So I didn't delete the videos. I took put the videos on private because I didn't know what was going to go on, right? And I wanted them, in case they try to push out some a different type of narrative, I wanted to make sure that they was pushing out the right narrative. I wanted to keep the videos so people could, you know, have their own opinions. So what happened was I put the videos on private, right? By the time I walked out of internal affairs, within that hour, the shade room and a bunch of other places already hit me up and said that, you know, that they was posting the video and stuff like that or whatever. So it was already, the video was already out here. Mm-hmm. My videos on my page, I took that put on private. So now the platform is growing. I'm still speaking also what I've been doing before I even had the badge, right? So I'm still talking about, you know, social injustice and things like that. And then I release a video called Hello America. And when I released the video called Hello America, in the video, I'm in like a ripped shirt, fake blood, and like a rope around my neck. And I'm rapping about the, the you know, racial injustice inside America, right? Mm-hmm. Never, in the, never in the video did I say like, I hate white people or I hate cops or cops are bad, right? I was talking about how us as black people are on a different spectrum in the world as, you know, white people, which is a fact. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like it, right? After that, I go I goes on Tamron Hall. And then when I speak on Tamron Hall, I tell them, they ask me, you know, why, why I want to be a police officer. And the one thing that they hovered on with the Tamron Hall thing, they was when I said that I wanted to get behind the badge to figure out what was going on in the inside to stop it. And they didn't like that because they didn't know which way to take it. Even right. though we had three interviews at IA, recorded conversations, and I told y'all exactly what I meant, right? So the week after the George Floyd thing, they called me up there, they said, look, we put you on um, administrative leave. I said, okay. So they was like, so they took my gun and my badge, put me inside like the records division. So I'm just sitting there at the desk, waiting on this hearing to come, you know, to, to see what they was gonna do. Fast forward to in two months, I get upstairs and then I sit down, it's the deputy chief, my direct captain, the captain of IA, my direct lieutenant, my direct sergeant, and the city of Greensboro human resource rep or, so, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they asked me questions. They had like a transcript of, of the lyrics. I broke down the lyrics for them and, and everything like that or whatnot. Uh, and the deputy chief wasn't there. The chief was there. He came in the office afterwards when he had the verdict and he was like, all right, Mr. Williams, so we decided to terminate you. Uh, white deputy chief made the, he made the decision, right? The call, and the chief, exactly. And the chief just came in there and the chief, you know, trusted him because that's his, 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 you know, whatever. So they terminated me for my social media it was like four different charges two of them was general conduct right the general conduct 1.5.1 says for greensboro policy it says do not post anything that will hinder or stop the mission of the greensboro police department so i didn't feel like i did that at all right then also it has something up there for abuse of power right so when they broke down the abuse of power they said well when it seems like after you retrieve the platform, you release uh, T-shirts. And I was like, if y'all been watching my social media, like y'all said y'all been watching my social media, I've been releasing T-shirts forever. It's different now because I have a platform. So, you know, you it's, it's- You got a fashion line you started. A, a, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so they had me abuse of power with whatever funds that you made from that off of the badge or whatnot. And then they sustained, they basically sustained everything. It was like, 
we found you guilty on this, guilty on this, and guilty on that. And I was like, everything stemmed from my social media. With the music and stuff like that, I've been putting out videos like that forever. Y'all went through my social media last year when y'all was hiring me in an extensive four or five hour interview. I gave you all my passwords and you said nothing before. I think they felt like they couldn't restrict my speech at all. They're like, he's going to talk no matter what. So the best way to do is let him talk outside of the badge. Let's not have him so we can deal with you know, have a PR nightmare, but you got a PR nightmare now. All right, we have more with Jaquay Williams. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jaquay Williams. Charlemagne? I don't understand the blue wall of silence. I really don't. Because what we want as a community is to hear from other police officers that's not the way it should be. You know what I mean? That's how you strengthen the relationship between the community and police officers, by hearing other police officers say, that's wrong, right. what happened over there. At least it lets me know, all right, I guess mistakes get made sometimes. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's just bad apples. It's not the whole bunch. I don't get it. With that, I have never, so mind you, I've been there a year, right? I, so I've never seen anything like the blue wall of silence or whatnot, right? You always hear about it and stuff like that. But me personally, I've never been out and dealt with it, you know, firsthand. Uh, they knew from the beginning I was vocal. I was the guy that they chose to give the speech at the graduation, right? right? So, and I was the guy that once I graduated, when a new academy class in, the academy training staff said, let's get Williams back here to speak to this academy class. So they already knew that my voice could travel and what my voice could do and things like that. Mind you, in none of the videos, I never, you never knew where I worked at unless you, because I've only been in Greensboro for about like a year and a half. So you don't really know me down here either. So you, you don't know where I work at unless you was uh, uh, another officer. And I think an officer complained on me. And then that's how it went from there. Because when I went to IA, I remember Sergeant, like, he showed me a paper vaguely. He was like, he was like, uh, oh, here's the um, article that says that you're a Greensboro officer. And I'm like, don't mind know that. Everybody's finding out now, speaking to reporters and everything now. They're like, we didn't know you was in Greensboro. Greensboro reported. So, so where you get the article from? So can you go to another, uh, can you work at another precinct or another state? Or is it when you're fired? And what's next for you? So right now, everybody, I've had a ton of like job offers and things like that. Police? Yeah, yeah, from police different police departments. Yep. Wow. Uh, because they followed it since the first time, and they look the videos out there. That's the good thing. That it's the good thing that I kept the video so you can see and have your own opinion, right? right. Everybody feels like uh, Greensboro was too harsh and things like that. Uh, Jobs been offering me, you know, different positions and stuff like that. But right now, where I'm at with it. I want to move further just to see if they, I feel like they didn't have the right to do it, but I want to move further to see for sure, for sure, that they didn't have the right to do it. Not only that, I want to be able to be the voice for them other officers. Cause I came to the Academy with a couple of other black officers. They want to talk to, you know, but they, they like, well, that just happened to him. I'm not about to go out here talking. This our life. The, my, my vision was all always bigger and different to, to touch the people in a different way or whatever. So my plan is not to go back to a police department. I plan on fighting this from the outside and helping other people, you know, uh, get a chance to basically talk and things like that, while still helping the youth and other adults of the black community bridge the gap with police. Because I was, I, I played both sides. I live, I was born for this side, but I went and worked on this side. So now I kind of got that, you know, that little gray area where I can bring them together, you know, like anything, like teaching classes and stuff like that, just to have them feel more comfortable with the police because just 2015, I wasn't comfortable with the police. And then fast forward 2019, 
I had a badge on, right? It was, you know, it was, it, you know, it's different. Well, you know, Jacquay, man, um, I don't think there is a wrong way to do the right thing. And what you did by letting everyone know that what happened in the George Floyd situation, you being a police officer and letting people know that's not how officers should get down, I absolutely think that was the right thing. I think it was very honorable, and I think you should be rewarded for that. And I know you have a GoFundMe page, and you're yeah. trying to raise some money. What you trying to raise money for? Just, just for anything what the future holds, man. You know? So, I'm, you know, I'm raising a family and stuff like that. Just it's anything, whatever the future whatever the future has in store for me you know i've been talking to a couple of legal people and stuff like that uh so i mean just whatever the future has in store for me you know all right the gofundme link is in the bio so everybody go to his instagram it's wolfgang jock w-o-l-f-g-a-n-g-j-o-c wolfgang jock his GoFundMe is in his Instagram. We're going to post his GoFundMe on Breakfast Club AM Twitter page and some other places. And I'm going to make I'm going to make a donation myself, my brother. Oh, damn, you raised 39 grand already. 39 grand. Yeah. Go ahead. The support is out here. The support is out here. So let's 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 try to let's try to just put some more on top of that, man, cuz once like I said, there's no, you know, wrong way to do the right thing. And what you did was very honorable and we need more police officers like yourself Absolutely. speaking up. You know, when they see wrongdoings happening, Absolutely. whether they work in the department or not, man. So thank you. I Jacque. appreciate you. Guys. Thank you, brother. Jacque Williams at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, ASAP Ferg and his stories was talking about barbers actually charging between $300 to $1,000 to get their hair cut. Listen to this. Y'all just want to charge us $300 to $1,000 for a motherfucking haircut? Never again. Never. Now, y'all, how much, how much should a haircut cost at the barbershop? $40. Uh, well, no, 30, really $25. And you should, $25 to $40. But $25, but you should you? tip your barber $40. If they come to you... I would say a reasonable price is a hundred dollars. I say fifty to a hundred if they come to you. Fifty. If they to come to you, I give them a hundred. Come to the hotel room, cut your if hair. They come to you. That transportation, no, parking. Depends where they coming that, from, though. If, the amount of time it takes for them to get there. Fifty to a hundred if they if they uh, come into you. How much? What's the most y'all ever paid for a haircut? Between one fifty and two hundred, and I was in Vegas, and never again. And that's why I take my clippers with me everywhere I go. I will never again. I cut my own hair. Yeah, that's that when your hairline me. got I, messed up, right? I'm sure I'm probably I, messed it up a, a couple times, but I'd rather mess up my I, hairline and pay somebody two, three hundred dollars for a haircut. Yeah, I got got like that in L.A. one time, uh, but I, I mean, I didn't mind because I really needed a haircut. I was just shocked, like, God damn, two hundred dollars! And they told like, you I'm after when they cut the hair, they was like, I was like, how much I owe you? Two hundred? I'm like, what? Because you Why ain't you expecting that. Nope. Because we're not expecting two hundred dollars. We get a haircut our whole lives. Wasn't expecting two hundred dollars. What about you, Dana? What's the most you ever paid? It was $100 because everybody else was paying $100. I want to be cool like everybody else. Y'all don't even but have But I'll no take hair. my Andes. I'll just take my Andes and my stuff and say, wait, wait, I'm, I'm done. Why does it cost that much for a baldy? I feel like, can't you cut your own hair? You're paying to socialize, basically. If you're paying a man $400 to come to your hotel room, um, you're getting more than a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Megan Thee Stallion, she has identified Tory Lanez as the person who did shoot her. And it's just been a lot of misinformation going around. And she showed that she got shot in her feet, the back of her feet. She talked about that. She has never said who did it, but here she is confirming. Yes, this Tory shot me. And you got your publicists and your people 
going to these blogs, lying and I tried to keep the situation off the internet, but you dragging it. Motherfuckers talking about I hit this I never hit you. Motherfuckers was like, oh, she mad because he's trying to Kylie. No, I wasn't. I feel sorry for Megan, man. I really do. Mm -hmm. Like, she's still grieving her parents. She's also blowing up as a rapper, but she probably feels like she can't trust anybody. Every time I see her talk, I just see the trauma in her voice and see the trauma in her eyes. So I really hope, you know, she, she's, she's taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, in addition to that, you know, she talked about wanting to protect Tory Lanez. If you really want to tell the motherfucking truth, I've tried to save this nigga. Even though he shot me, i tried to spare him. And y'all motherfuckers is not sparing me. That's crazy. I go through so much on a daily basis anyway. And I, I'm trying to save this. And y'all on the internet talking about, oh, bitch, you ain't get shot. Oh, we do this. Oh, free tour. That nigga not in jail. He not in jail because I didn't tell the laws what happened as soon as it happened. And I should have. Ask that nigga why he not saying nothing. What the fuck he gonna get on here and say? Y'all shot her. Why? Tell him why you shot me. No reason. You know, it's crazy because people were trying to say that she's a snitch. and Like, come on, that's ridiculous. And I hate that she has to explain herself like this. Not at all. Definitely not snitching. This is not snitching at all. In fact, this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> when somebody commits a crime, you know, like this, you're supposed to go tell on that person because clearly something is off in that person's mind that he would probably go repeat that behavior someplace else to somebody else. So, yes, you should right. tell on people like that. Same, and if you don't tell on him, how is he going to ever get the help that he needs? First, he got to deal with the right. consequences of his actions by going to jail, you know, losing the career, whatever it is. But then he has to start going on his own journey of healing. He right. got to go to therapy. He got to go, you know, sit down with somebody and figure out what's going on in his mind. He needs help, too. Well, he could face assault charges now. So they are asking law enforcement to provide a further investigation, whether they make the, si the decision whether or not to file felony assault with the semi-automatic firearm charges against him. It's just a sad situation all the way around. And I really Very don't sad. know. What gets you to that point? Like, you know, I don't understand what make what you're Tory Lanes. Like, at what point do you say I'm Tory Lanes? This is Megan Thee Stallion. Don't shoot. Yeah, but uh, again, I just want to uh, send some love to Megan Thee Stallion. You know, throughout this whole thing, I think it's important to be respectful of her privacy, the timing that it takes for her to speak out on what she wants to speak out about. That is a seriously traumatic incident, mm -hmm. and you cannot act like she should do this or she should have done this or why didn't she do this? She'll do what she needs to do in her own time. Yeah, I just hope she gets help. I want her to go sit down with somebody, sit down with a therapist, sit down with a grief counselor, just, you know, unpack everything that she's been through over the past few years because I can, I, I can see the trauma in her eyes and definitely sending her nothing but positive energy, love, and light. There you go. All right, I'm Angela Yee and that is your Rumor Reports. And I'm going to tell right. you something else, man. I don't know how you let Donnell Rollins escape this show today without asking him about why he was butt naked in a hotel room with hey, another son, man. I wasn't butt naked, nah, bro. son, nah, son, nah, son. When was he butt naked in a hotel with another man? Don't act like you don't remember. One of uh, our listeners yo. called in. Yo, 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 I remember. It, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he said, yeah, you was butt naked. I was naked in the privacy enough, of my mm -hmm. own room. I enjoyed myself that night. Yeah. Um, I had a good time. <laughs> and I don't you think did. there's anything wrong with that. Did and you, you invite the guy in the bed? And then you invited the guy in the bed? No, somebody bust through my door, son. He had to do Whoa. a wellness check. Yeah, well, a well, whatever was it was. Was the back door? I, it definitely listen, was the back man, door. Listen, this is what I was. And I was so positive today. I told myself, I'm not going to let them drag me down this alley. I'm not going to let them disrespect me. And we not. We just asked again, the question. We just want to know why I he was, was in, butt naked in a hotel room with another guy. 
And then invited him in the back door. I was in the hotel with another guy. Another guy busted in my room, son. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. Whatever kinkiness you want to do. If, 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 room, if room is the comedian nickname for it, cool. All right. <laughs> so some guy no, it was, he worked for the whole, I don't even know the whole story. I do remember part you of the story. You know the whole story. Again, say it. I don't know for the hotel. You invited him up after I, that. I did not invite anybody up for anything, son. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. That's, All right. I'm well, shout to Revolt. That, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else in Super Space <laughs> mixes up next. I have uh, socks on. I had socks on. <laughs> you had Thank socks God. on. That's all you, you had see on. see his feet on my story? I mean, most people keep socks on when they sleep with randoms. I understand. <laughs> my goodness. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Lunell, comedian, for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Lunell. Uh, I really can't wait to see her in Coming to America Part 2. She's good in Dolomite as well, but I really Coming to America needs a theatrical release. That's why Corona really, really, really ruined things. Like, I wouldn't even feel right being at home watching Coming to America Part 2, but e- even if it does end up coming out on the streaming service, we still got to make it some type of, type of event. Absolutely. And also, uh, officer, former officer, Jaque Williams for checking in. Yes, make sure you go to his Instagram, Wolfgang Jock, W-O-L-F-G-A-N-G-J-O-C. Yo, send the man a dollar, send him $5, send him $10. You know, we got to reward officers when they actually are good police officers who speak out against the bad ones. So, yeah, go take care of Wolfgang Jock. Absolutely. All right. And uh, Donnell Rollins, thank you for uh, stopping through this morning, Donnell. Thank you for giving me the platform to be disrespected once again, sir. We didn't disrespect you. We didn't disrespect you. Don't lie. Stop running with that narrative. You said I was talking. You said I was talking, and I wasn't talking about nothing. I was trying to express myself about my love for nature and how I think everyone should be in touch with nature. And then you just dissed me, sir. No, we didn't. We just said you just rambling. Nobody said you wasn't funny today. We didn't play any jokes. We didn't. We 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 didn't. We respected you this morning. I accept your apology. (laughs) Nobody apologized, man. (laughs) I think I think Donnell likes the abuse. I think he misses the abuse. It's uh, Stockholm Syndrome. No, I just want to say thank you. And shout out to Dave Chappelle and the um, summer camp and all the people out here in Yellow Springs that have made this a very wonderful summer. As oh, Dave boy. Chappelle was out all night last night, he was like, I'm going to come of by course. the breakfast club in the morning. I was like this. I don't think so. <laughs> you guys are on till 11, right? In fact, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I know y'all like, what is he doing here? <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, roll another one. Sit up, never like you know it's for two pack it with them shit. I'm gonna be gonna sit up to have it. Wait, 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 wait. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes. uh, I just want to tell everybody this weekend, man, um, protect your space, protect your truth, protect your peace today, okay? Rise above any ignorance. Don't allow someone's misery to steal your joy. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 